why am I brain dead? I took my son to the ophthalmologist. He woke up this morning with, I called it a sty. Does this look ridiculous? No, I think it looks fine. I look, and then let's try this one. Is this a better one? Does this look less ridiculous? Is the, is the right shoulder let? Whoa, edgy. Okay, um, I can show skin later. What is that, flour? I made baked goods today. No, no, it's just a random hair. Took my son to the ophthalmologist today. Um, he woke up with like, I thought it was a sty. And then you get paranoid because styes are supposed to be the most contagious thing on earth, right? The sty, the sty. Um, uh, and we went to this new guy in Arcadia. Uh, Arcadia sounds like a different planet, and it kind of is a different planet. I'm um, just checking to see that we're actually live streaming. Are we live streaming? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you tell that I'm losing my mind? Yeah, there's the still of me showing my cotton, my cotton lingerie. We went to this guy um, who was recommended by the PED, the PED as the pediatrician in Arcadia, which is... Um, in, in Bumblefuck, it's only 25 minutes away, but you feel, you know, California, like most of America, there's the hubs and then there's the strip mall land, like the valleys all strip malls. Uh, here you have at least pockets of hipsterism and, and neck tattoos, but in Arcadia, no neck, well, maybe there are neck tattoos, but not in our area. Um, and some dumpling shops, which I noticed. And this doctor who is probably in his mid eighties. Now, I don't know any doctor besides like your most basic GP, your general practitioner that just has to be like referring you to a specialist, no matter what you come in for, like my head hurts, go get an MRI. My skin hurts, go to a dermatologist. I don't think you want any doctor in their 80s. But again, what maybe he's more crisper, maybe he's crisper than I am. Maybe he's more on top of it than I am. Um, and you think he works with kids and he'd be all soft and, and fuzzy. No, no, very, very salty demeanor. But thousands of pictures of his grandchildren, two grandchildren, I got to say they are gorgeous. So I get it. This was definitely a narcissistic moment because you, you get the proud grandpa. But literally, when I say thousands, they were a lot, not only in the office, they were probably, not exaggerating, about 30 framed photos. Uh, but the hallways were lined, lined with photo, like floor to ceiling of these kids. And they're very like Aryan, you know, Hitler's wet dream, like beautiful blonde locks and, and you know, blue eyes. They're just like, I'm innocent. Um, so thousands of these photos, I was expecting them, them to be plastered across the bathroom, but that might also be sketchy. So I'm, I'm glad he didn't do that. I'm gonna shut my email program because God knows what important business correspondence I'm getting now. It was actually from my son's school, the social emotional community meeting. You know, now they're worried about kids. Let's do a hair up. Let's do an up to. That looks like something out of Downton Abbey. <laughs> I'm so sorry, sir. I'll go back downstairs. Um, social emotional learning, right? That's the, that's the buzz. Like the buzzwords like mindfulness and holding space. When people hold space for other people, that's something I can't fucking, I haven't held space for someone literally in seven, eight months, nine, maybe it's 12 months. Um, Pre-pand, I can't blame the pandemic. Can't blame the pandemic on the celibacy. Well, maybe I can't, let's blame the pandemic for celibacy because I am being super careful. My dates literally sit 20 miles away from me. I've now moved them a little closer to about 15 feet, but it really gets the juices flowing. So now my dates um, keep responding with not feeling that romantic connection. I'm like, well, how would you when we're literally out of focus, we really can't see each other, which maybe is better because some nights um, I'm a little on the crustier side. And it is California. I feel like the expectation is I'm supposed to show up for a hiking date 
wearing like a Lululemon ensemble. That's, you know what I mean? So me showing up in flip-flops and a jumpsuit with my gap, with my cotton gap bra is not exactly a winning look for a California date or any date maybe for that matter. I don't come in neglected, I bathe. I do a little bit of schmutz, but I'm not a big schmutzer. I never put lipstick on because then I, I don't know, it just feels weird. I don't know why I'm touching my face like this. Um, but I don't wear these, these don't show up. So I will go usually braless because my boobs are perky and I feel like that's an asset that needs to be accentuated and especially from 15 feet, you know what I mean? Um, and I do this a lot, I do that a lot. So people think I have a cocaine problem. It's only allergies, but it's a lot of that and that. And they, I'm like, it's just allergies, where's my Claritin? Um, never really did coke. It never appealed to me um, for some reason. I don't know why people do it. It seems like a horrible drug and I never like anybody on it. Like people are really annoying on it. So are people aware of how annoying they are when they're on it? Um, Cause they feel confident, but talk about like a dissonance with what you're presenting to the world. You'd think that something that makes you feel confident is justified. And then you end up exuding this nice confidence that's awe inspiring. But people find Tony Robbins awe-inspiring, and he terrifies me. He seems coked up. He probably was a big druggie for a while, and then once he started um, the workshops, he got clean. I don't know. Wasn't he like, I think there was some sort of sexual harassment um, thing. I don't know. You've been watching The Vow? I've been watching The Vow. Too. I'm going to talk to my comics about this, too. Our first comic, who's going to roll in any minute now, uh, Dwayne Perkins, I have known for a very long time, Dwayne and I did um, a very uh, interesting musical called Funny Business, and it was about stand-up comics. And I'm, I'm surprised it didn't become a hit. I gotta be honest, the producers tried for a very long time to get it going, and they had all these big investors come in, and it was really comics that are like doing stand-up, but then I would burst out in song, because I don't think the other comics could really sing, and if they did, it was one of those like, I can kind of sing. Um, and it was fun and it was funny and very moving. I think my character, you know, really wanted to make it. And at the time, I still had hope that I would make it. There was still hope. Oh, <laughs> there's Dwayne Perkins. What's going on? Oh, you got on mute. You got on mute. God damn it with the ask to unmute. I asked to unmute. There it is. Oh, um, yeah. I, um, <clears throat> good to see you. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, I, I had 430. And then I saw somewhere that said 7.30 and I was all confused, but. Oh, well, that's I, I was, the, the New York. I try, you know, for people that are very self-involved that don't know how to calculate the time difference, I'm afraid that if I put one time zone, they're not going to get it. If right. I just put 7.30 Eastern, they're like, well, we're in LA, right. so I don't yeah. know. Okay. So I feel like I need to do the math for, for, for both parties, not right, just right, the yeah. you know? No, no, thank you. Hey, I'm sorry I was a, a few minutes late. It's, but, it's uh, all good. I was talking yeah. about funny business. Nice. How we met. Yes. And how I thought it was a pretty decent musical. Don't you think? I thought it was, it had potential. I think so too. I think that um the the people like the general note that people gave was, was that they thought the comics needed to sing. But I thought they had a nice workaround. I, they I, had I think really it was a good workaround. People. Yeah, a good yeah, reach really... around the whole thing. I feel like you don't want <laughs> you don't want comics doing like the bad talking singing. That works exactly. in Hamilton. You know what I mean? Exactly. Even that looks exactly. annoying. Exactly, but they had they had great singers. Um, I'm forgetting the girl's name. I think the guy's name was Jason. I feel they did voices. They were they were tremendous. Were yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was like imagine going to see a play, and then you like, talking about you, Hamilton. Or you're talking about us. Uh, I'm talking about us. I haven't seen Hamilton yet. Yeah, I haven't seen Hamilton either. I'm yes. like, okay, I haven't seen Hamilton. Uh, no, the, the music business. was really good too. The music was good. 
Oh yeah, and you get you get and the stand up was great. So you yes. had like yes, yes. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I know I know they did different iterations of it. I'm not sure if they took. I it know. To I don't know what iteration we were in. Like, what did we do? Maybe but, two or three. I had a friend who had, who had done it before me, but right. um, yeah. no, it was solid. I mean, it was like uh, what we did, we did at the um, Coronet. Is that the name of the theater? Coronet, which then yes. became Largo, which I guess is like the hippest hippest venue in town. Largo. Oh wow, that's crazy. Largo already existed before that, but it was it was like the name of a show and not a place. Oh, okay. maybe it was Largo, right? Place. Where they do like Sarah Silverman and Judd Apatow, all the, right, all the right. comics do their do their exactly. stuff. Um, well, that was a good time. That's when I first discovered Real Food Daily. And um, you know who I saw once at Real Food Daily? I'm not a healthy eater. I'm not a non-healthy eater. Like I'll do right. a box of Milano's for breakfast. I won't, I won't lie. And I'll have a bowl of pasta with like feta cheese. That's my, that's my delicacy at like midnight. Right. But Real Food Daily, when the, the places that smell healthy, they have that smell. Maybe it's the ginger <laughs> or the fucking patchouli oil on people. But I remember I was at the register and I turned and I look a little down, and it's Anthony Kiedis of Red Hot Chili Peppers, who I guess was oh, a Oh, that sounds about right. But he was, yeah. like, shorter than me, and I'm short. Wow. Yeah, yeah. short. That's maybe, all I was You know, maybe he, you know, maybe he you know, has a song, Under the Bridge. Yeah. Maybe it was just an overpass. Maybe it wasn't a bridge. <laughs> maybe he thought it was a bridge. <laughs> it was just, like, a little pedestrian walkway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Well, they were all on heroin at that time, so I'm sure they saw lots of bridges. Um, right, right. When you do your stand-up, because you've been doing like a shitload of Zoom shows, are you performing? You going to Punchline Philly? Like some clubs are open. Are you going anywhere? You know, I haven't tapped into that, and I, I kind of want to. But the Zoom life is actually pretty good too. Yeah. You know, like, okay. Like, like today, I was like, oh, you know what? It was 4:30 because I was like, that's why I'm home. I'm like 4:30, and then I saw 7:30. Then I, I was like, wait a second. Oh, and then I, like, imagine if you, like a real show, I would have been like, I'm not making the show. You're not right? making the show. So, well, I think you're probably yeah. more so relaxed when it's a Zoom show. show. You would have been more on it if you had an actual gig you had to drive to at Comedy Magic Club. You'd know yeah, exactly what probably. time. Probably. Right? Probably, probably. Are you, I, still, I, I um, are you uh, still dating that nurse? Are you putting yourself <laughs> in harm's way for the sake of love and sex? Uh, you know, um, yeah, you know, I, uh, I take my risks. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have been very neurotic. I was talking, I was lamenting my celibacy. I am very neurotic. I guess you started dating her before the pandemic or I don't know, did you meet her during? Did you meet her in the hospital? What, what, what's going on? Right, what happened was I had COVID. No, no. I just... <laughs> she incubated me. I had an erection and it was like, we just clicked. We just clicked. Um, no, yeah, before and, you know, I don't know. I'm, um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying, the, not enjoying, I'm, 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 I think, thriving more than most during this whole thing, because the first four months I was working, I had like my my job on the uh, game show. Oh right, you work on the game show. Which game show is it? Like, Remind going. Me. Right. Uh, funny. You should ask. Okay, you're breaking up a little bit. I don't know if that's no just me or you're breaking or you're just a sketchy internet location, but there was a little bit of delay. That's inevitable, I, I guess. Um, I don't know, my. I'm closing a bunch of windows and see if that helps. Me too. I'm going to close me? windows too. Because I, I was on Pornhub at the same time and I feel like that's not appropriate. <laughs> so I'm going to shut that down. But also, I was watching something on, um, what do you call it? On Amazon. And I'll make sure that I stop it because. Okay. Yeah, please just leave leave us now. Yeah, he's just going to go and and kind of, you know, surf 
Oh, yeah. it, do you surf the TV? What do you call it when you when Sorry, you I had to walk away to make sure. Yeah, surf. I'm good. What do you say? No, I was remembering it's the term to channel surf. Because now I feel like surfing is just the web. But do you channel surf when you click on the I don't have a TV when you click on the remote? Um what is well, it? What is it? Yeah, no, you know, I, I, I channel surf when I'm on regular cable. Yes, but not, not channel surfing. Okay. Not really though, because Okay. Uh, Dwayne, can I ask you a question? If, yes. you were on a, if you were on a date with me in an alternate universe, okay? Yes. Um, and I wore this with this really rudimentary cotton bra, would this mm -hmm. be a turnoff? Would you be like, can she not invest in a little sexier like lingerie or undergarments? Well, uh, I like that shirt you have on. You know, I like it's that. Dumps, it's a one piece. It's like a whole thing. Oh, I love I it. I love maybe it. if I did that, if I show up like this to the date and then it's okay. more like, let's go salsa yeah. dancing is open. That's better, right? Okay. But yeah. um, when you have it up, I've always liked the, you know, like what was the movie Flashdance? You know, the, the wide sort the of open neck. collar thing. The scoop yeah, neck. scoop neck. So I've always been a big fan of that. Now, in terms of the bra, I don't, you know, I don't want to be sexist or. Uh, well, I'm asking, I, I guess, a sexist question, but that's fine. So. No, 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 meaning that I would, it's not even sexist, it's something, there's an ism or something I'm about to say. Because Please. I think for a guy to uh, give you any kind of demotion or take off right. points. Well, if, he, if he's like, internally judging though, if he's internally judging. I know, but I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think that's a straight guy thing to like okay. really worry about. Okay. You know, and it, it, it maybe, maybe some guys, I, I, to me, I would just, it would like the fact that I could see the bra is more important than what kind it's of bra a point. It it's is. It's a point. So if I bring, yeah. okay, I'm bringing it back just to kind of experiment with different looks. Because this is yeah, what I yeah, do. Yeah. I just sit in front of Zoom and, and work yeah. out different looks. Because it's like you're looking at second base. You know what I mean? So <laughs> <laughs> it's a roadmap. It's just a roadmap. Right, right. And that's why I believe in camel toe. You really want yeah. to kind of guide, you know, I know there's, it has a bad reputation, but if you really just want to kind of, A, display, but also guide. So in case right. there's, it's exactly. hazy. Exactly. There's wildfires. What you, what you need are, you need men who are mature enough to see it, appreciate it, but don't speak on it. That's the thing. Honest. Right. Appreciate just with a nice, the male gaze, right? The male right, gaze right. That, we, uh, we, that we obsess over so much. Um, I'm not, I, I think I'm not, uh, I don't adhere to the, gir the girly, girly looks. And I, I never know. Um, I say to myself, I don't want to attract a guy who that's so important to. But mm. then sometimes I feel like I do under, underplay a little too much. I do show up like I rolled out of, I rolled out of like making mac and cheese for my son and show up. At right, the, right. You know what I mean? So I feel like I need to find a middle ground. But like if we, no, I, he's gonna love always, me, he's gonna love me like this. You know what I mean? But maybe that's not right. true. Maybe they won't love me. Yes and no. I, I think the it, you wanna you wanna put the work in. You always wanna put the work in, but look like you didn't put the work in. Yeah. That's, yes. Well, that's, with guys especially, right? Yeah. yeah so to speak. Yeah. Again, we all have our weird. You know. Um, no, I don't want a guy. Yeah, I don't want any flashy. I, I went on a date the other um, two weeks ago with a guy who, whose shirt was shiny. It had a it glistened. Right. But not not for me. I mean, there was like a wild print and it, the fabric, the, you know, was, it wasn't polyester, but it was like a cotton imbued right. with some sort of reflective substance. And it was, yeah, it, not, no. It no. feels a little bit like peacocking, which, you know, if you already <laughs> are on the date, you don't need to do. You know, if you're at a nightclub and you need to stand out, you know. Lights just have like <laughs> But like... You were on a date, you know, just, just keep it, wear a button up or a sweater, you know, just keep yeah, it. Yeah, just don't have a weird stain. Don't have a sketchy stain on the shirt. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Or if you men, do. But men have it easy. I mean, all we have You're to right. do is be neat. Like, he, he, he swung for the fences and he, he missed, at least with you, he missed. Yeah. yeah. And 
all they had to do was just show up. But I know I think everybody wants to have a sort of a more personality. They want their personality. They want to wear it, kind of, you know. Right. Right. So. Yeah, you have accountants showing up in like gold lame jumpsuits. You know, right, you need to exactly. overcompensate. Um, I, I love that couch, by the way. It looks like uh, thank the, you. Like the waiting room to the madman. Mad it is the waiting room to the madman. John, John Hamm is waiting in, in the corner. Right. Um, I got it. I, I, I talk about this sofa a little too much for anybody's taste because I got it on like Wayfair. You know okay. that like Uber Cheapo or All Modern? Right. They're all the same mega company in, in whatever. Um, and it was, it looks more expensive than it is, but it also is as comfortable as a church bench. Like it's extreme. It's like literally a waiting room. It's not like, let's watch right. a TV show. It's so, that's why I'm sitting on the floor. That's why I'm right. not right. on the right now. Um, so, so, yeah. You, know, you don't, you don't uh, encourage uh, surf, couch surfing. Are you balming your lips? Are you literally applying balm? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, okay. you know, I didn't do it before, so. You didn't do it before. No, I get it. I have it. You know, I need, I need some chapstick. You're right. I never think about these things. Now I'm going to do that. I do this a lot, and I was saying earlier that people probably think I have a co cocaine problem. This is like a tick. <laughs> this is a tick. I have this tick, and I have this when I'm thinking and writing. I do that, um, so I can't write without. Right, right. It's so weird, and that's why my my mouth looks like I've been smoking for forty years. <laughs> you get the word They're a little filler. Doesn't, just a little filler. Look like that. Right, next, right, right. Next time you're gonna see me, you're gonna be like, "Do you look?" I'm like, "No, I haven't had anything done." Yeah, I don't even know my ticks, but when I tape myself, I go, I, "That looks like a tick." But I think I'm okay with my ticks. You know, I think they, they, they just, they all work for me. It's, a, it's like a one big mega tick. The gestalt of the tick is like a nice gestalt. <laughs> right. I always, you know, I, I, um, my side hustle is public speaking coaching. Mm -hmm. And I work with people that really have no awareness of their body. And I try and tell them to, because a lot of times these coaches, they tell people to stop doing the stuff they do, but then people get more in their head. Right. Like if you're a pacer and you tell someone not to pace, they're just, you know what I mean? It's like literally going to bottle up and explode out of their nostril. So it's right. just about, you know, not making it a thing. Just groove when you're speaking. You know what I mean? If exactly. you're going to pace, just move a little bit. That's exactly um, do this, right. Do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're wearing, was this a brown, like a Lacoste, like an Izod shirt? What is this? What's, what, are we, what are we wearing? Oh, this shirt, yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's like from H&M. I don't, I, I, okay, okay. Even though as a black person, I guess there, there was some little, little beef with H&M, so. Um, what was the I, I was there some sort of well, racist advertising campaign yeah i think i think there was i don't want to i only know it the broad strokes of it basically i think it was a situation where they had pictures of people yeah and um or you know people in clothes <laughs> and then like the there wasn't a black person in clothes, but there was like a monkey in clothes. Don't quote me. It was oh, something okay. like that. Wow. That, yeah. That was, um, yeah. That was, that was sort of trying to, they tried to um, sell it as an oversight. And, you know, it may have been, I don't know. Well, what else are they going to sell it as? Well, we were actually targeting right. you know, a white supremacist clientele that we, we appreciate so much. Um, have you felt, I had John Laster on last week, you know, and I don't know if you know John. Do you know John? I'm not uh, sure. Uh, the name is not jumping out at me, but okay. But, so John Lester just works a lot of the cellar and, and hosts yeah, yeah. a lot of the cellar. And and once uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, the protest started, and and um, he started sharing stories of you know his experiences with police brutality and 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 the stop and frisk stuff, and right. how he kind of um, stayed away from comedy and doing his skits for a while and was more in that. Have you felt? How have you felt during this time? And like, have you felt the need to like, oh, should I be doing as much comedy? Should I talk more about this? Should I be this? 
Or did you not feel like, no, I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm not going to, I don't, you know, like what was right, your, right. your head? Well, I definitely felt the need to uh, put out less sort of like uh, frivolous content, you know, just okay. sort of like, yeah. just sort of like take the focus off myself. But in terms of um, now, like being a spokesperson, I, I didn't feel the need to do that only because, you know, um, like I, I have this script, uh, it's going to be a long way about it, but I have a script that I wrote about, um, about an enabler. Okay. I, I really, it's, it's like, I won't even, I don't want to give away the premise, but it, I, it's one of my favorite. I came up with the idea at an AA, uh, I performed at an AA um, place. And okay. I came up with this idea. I think it's a really good movie. Uh, me and my buddy uh, Aaron wrote it. And so just trying to drum up support. And I'm like, well, who, who could get behind this? A lot of times nowadays you get sponsorship first and then you work backwards kind of right, thing. Right, right. So I remember sending it off. Uh, I contacted a guy at, uh, I think it's Al-Anon. The, okay. the, the, the Are you in AA? Is that why you're performing? No, no, I'm not in AA. Okay. Just, they just had a comedy show. Um, oh, nice. You're like, I just so, crashed an AA meeting and started doing my set. And they're like, yeah, they, they booked oh. me. They booked me. <laughs> but um, I, so I, 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 the, the Al-Anon guy got back to me and I, I explained to them what the sc screenplay was about. And, you know, and it was really from the eye, from the viewpoint of the enabler not the alcoholic because everything is about the alcoholic you know what i mean yeah yes and yes so, yes and so uh you know he said to me he, he got back to me which is great and he said it sounds like a great idea but you know we can't get involved with any of it because it's sort of like well isn't that a code of ethics you're not allowed yeah, to yeah. talk about it's like in their in their right thing. right right it right. becomes an immediate sort of like conflict of interest it's sort of like we don't we're not trying to get any fame or anything from this except help right. the people who are, right, you know, right, right, um, right. you know, in, in relationships with, with these alcoholics or these people who are, are addicts. So and you're so, like, fuck you, you enablers. I'm going to get some <laughs> alcoholics to sponsor this shit. Right, right. No. <laughs> Kill them, have so, a fun, guys. Loosen up. <laughs> right. And so with the, with the whole Black Lives Matters thing, you know, obviously I support the concept, if not the organization, right. but I wouldn't want to like um, make that my calling card, which it can become so easily. Like if you, you know, you find yourself just like, I think you find yourself saying, okay, let me use my voice, whatever, how big or how small it is to shed some light on it. And I, I did my, you know, I did some posts about it and everything. Okay. But then it can easily slip into like, wow, I'm getting a lot of attention. You know, I'll be the social justice warrior now. And right. I just didn't want to like, I didn't want to use it for my own personal Do you feel like either. some people have exploited it to that end? Yeah, I think, I think, I think, and that's not a bad thing necessarily. If right. yeah, like if enough. you if you start it and it just seems like that's where the universe is moving you and and that's yeah. going to be your thing, that's right. great. Right. Um, but yeah, some people I think want to you know like it's more like well if I can be the social ju justice warrior like for six months, then maybe I'll listen to my other content. You know what I mean? I think you have to kind yeah, of yeah yeah yeah. I hear you. Look, I think only they can really tell if they're being authentic and coming in from a part, and maybe right, part right. of it's mixed. But if the end result is is raising awareness and getting people out there, and if they right. end up getting more fun, good for them, you know what I mean? It's right, like, right. but exactly. I get it. You know, I I I, I get it. I um, yeah. Well, let's end on that dark. <laughs> well, but but I do. I I think I encourage people by encouraging them to take care of their side of the street and calling people on stuff. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm about justice, but I tell people uh, um, I don't have that much faith in the whole thing. 
Okay. So I try to work with people on an individual level. Individual basis, sure, yeah. Because when I get well, on the plane- Anytime it's an organization, there's gonna be issues and certain people in the organization you like or don't like or believe or oh, don't exactly, believe, exactly. you know what I mean? So it's always and, hard when you're like, oh, okay, you know. If you want people to have these paradigm shifts, like people can't put their like luggage in the overhead compartment with the wheels first. Like, I'm like, just do that for like, you know, you have talk a carry me through on. That one. Talk me through that one, Dwayne. I agree with the wheels, but I- You have a, you have a carry on. You have a carry on, right? I, I do have a carry on, a Samson, and I you, think. And you put it above yeah. and you put it the long way. I so do, you, we, yeah, because it doesn't fit. The, right. you know, I don't, it's not small okay. enough. If it doesn't fit, but yeah. if it fits, it should go wheels first. And I see so many people, it fits, they just put it anyway, or they, they put their wallet up there or something. And so when I see that, I'm like, you want people to sort of like have empathy for people they've never met, change their whole way of thinking, mm -hmm. but they can't not dick over the person who's sitting next to them on a plane. You know what I mean? So I think like baby steps, like okay. I, I, I feel like that it just, it just lessens my faith in sort of mobilizing people when I see people behave badly, you know? And if you can't fit yours that way, that's fine. But I see people just with just, just, utter disregard, just sheer disregard for the next person. And maybe you can tap into that person's empathy. It doesn't mean it's not there, right. but it just right. doesn't make me feel like, I, when I see people fail to be like kind on a small, small scale, right. I'm, I'm like, what are we really changing people's minds on a, on a big scale? You know what I mean? Okay. So. Well, um, you're definitely more <laughs> cynical than you lay, you know, cause I've always known you as kind of a festive, gentle being, but I, your lack of faith in humanity is, realistic and oddly disturbing at the same but, time but one-on-one -on -one, i can one-on-one I can, on one, you will coach yeah. them on how to put their carry-on in the fucking compartment exactly and right. the ones that you know or you hit them on the head and go this is why you shouldn't this can hurt you right, right. and then they'll exactly. be okay. i get exactly. it um i love you Dwayne. when can we see you next when can where can people find you etc 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 um yeah uh, i'm Dwayne perkins on instagram DwaynePerkins.com is my, my website. Uh, my name is spelled D-W-A-Y-N-E. Right, I know, I know, um, you're that guy. I'm, I'm the first Dwayne Perkins. Um, and so yeah, I'm, I'm out there, I'm on Twitter and um, okay. I'm doing a bunch of Zoom shows and I usually will um, tweet or Instagram. And that's just pure sets, you're doing sets on those shows. Yeah, I'm doing sets. Every now and then uh, I've done like interviews, I've done talk shows, all types of things, but okay. mainly Stand up. Well, that's good. You could, but do you have the audience there with you? Can you hear people laughing or looking at the empty sofas or people touching their cats inappropriately? Yeah, I can. I can see people. Uh, last show I did, a guy had his shirt off, <laughs> and he was in his boxer uh, underwear. It was really uh, boxer briefs. It was really weird. Um, but I, what, what happens is they they mute. They keep like everyone on mute except maybe six or seven people. Okay. okay. So you hear you hear some laughter. Yeah. Yeah. You hear some laughter? Okay. Sorry, exactly. that was Matthew Broussard who just popped in. Oh, that's my homie. Tell him I said what's up. Tell him I said what's up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna bring our next comic. Thank you, Dwayne. I love thank you. you. Thank you. Thank I'll you. I'll talk to you soon and you'll come over for a little uh, wine on the uh, fifteen feet away. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, sounds it. good. All right. Um, I love you. Uh, my next comic is the lovely uh, Frankie French, who I have not met yet, which I'm very excited to meet. Frankie, if you want to come on, come on board here. Oh, what? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, Iris. How are you? <laughs> um, what, what do I call you, oh, alien one? My name is Ishka Bibel. Do not worry about Frankie. She's perfectly fine. She is on my spaceship. I mean, she's at my house. I'm a perfectly regular American human. Don't worry. I'm a Christian it. American person. Uh, my name is Ishka Bibal. 
Frankie is not being anally probed, so do not look for her. She's perfectly fine at home, minding her business. How are you, Iris? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm very good. It's delightful to see you. I've been waiting to encounter um, an alien creature like you, Ishka Bibble. I, I am not alien. I'm sorry. I'm a regular human regular, person. Sorry. I'm sorry. It's, it's taking me a minute to, to adjust. Um, I'm very dangerous being an alien. I don't understand the American customs here today. It's very strange to me. Everyone's talking about the race this, race that. All I know is that all American humans are the same on the inside. How do I know this? Because I have eaten many of them. That is my time. Thank you so much. Good night, Iris. Good night. I will get your friend Frankie and you can Thank talk you to so her. Much. You were delightful, even albeit briefly, getting to know you. Oh my God. I'm so sorry about that. That's so weird. I don't know what I don't know what happened. <laughs> you know, sadly, that's how I wish I looked half the time when I do these zooms. Like I'm just like I just want to have smooth turquoise complexion and not worry about the stress lines everywhere and just have you know a nice big yeah that's it. Yeah, do you see his Ishkabibble's lips? Oh, what a smoke Gorgeous. show! That's I mean, wow, very sensual, Gorgeous. very sensual, very sexual. I get why people get into like the the robot porn and the anime porn. Like I get it, I get it. I mean, it bit a boom, bada bing. You see Ishka Bubble, how do you not want to hit that? You know I what I mean? How do you and not want to In the days of VR and like body suits, it's all possible. Exactly. It's all possible. <laughs> nice I, um, to meet you. That was a weird introduction. Yeah, but that's okay. I think I, I tried to handle it well. Maybe I didn't handle it with as much grace as I would have liked. But if we, if we ever did it again, I'll, I'll have a couple of lines ready. Do you know what I mean? Perfect. Like, why didn't you show up at dinner yesterday? Or whatever. <laughs> Touch me the way you used to. Or something, you know, something like this. Something like this Iris, you saucy little um, Are you in New York? Mm -mm. Where are you at? No, I, I'm actually um, in Virginia, in Northern Virginia, in Centerville. Okay. Yeah, right. Where the fuck is that? I'm sorry. Am I allowed I think to you say? Can, you can do that all day long. That's totally fine. <laughs> okay. Um, Plus, I'm black. So, you know, we have to let black people do whatever they want right now. I feel like that's only fair. I understand. Is this like right. Appalachia? What are we talking about, Northern Virginia? Like, how, how out there are we talking? Or is this like uh, Dallas Airport is like my backyard. Okay, fine. That's what I thought. Okay. Does that mean yeah, does that put it in context yeah, a little yeah, bit? Yeah. Okay. And is that where you're always based or this is a COVID flea? A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And I know right now you're going, well, how, Frankie? Let me explain. So <laughs> this is where I was based um, before uh, I uh, before I won stand up NBC. After that, I relocated to LA. Okay. Um, they promise you big dreams and fancy houses? No, they promised me nothing. I just, um, you know, <laughs> wanted to get out there. You know, they're like, yeah. you're going to die, kid. And I was like, perfect, you right. know. So I went out there, you know, to utilize and take advantage of that opportunity. Um, I left January 20th, and then I came back here because I'm married and I have a, a daughter. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, gross. I know. Ugh. Um, how old? So, how old? She's 15. She just turned 15 July. Nice, 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 nice. Okay. Pretty um, husband, wife, what? Oh, it's, it's my husband. Okay. You know, sometimes he's a dick, but you know, whatever, I'm going to keep him. So. Okay. I, I uh, never assume that's why I'm, I'm asking. So. Oh, no. I'm, I mean, I'm a whole bisexual woman. So, you know, before COVID, my husband and I are actually in an ethically open marriage. Okay. The E&M, ethically non-monogamous. Is that, that's the acronym? Uh, you know these words are new. We've been, we, this has been our life forever. We've been together now for 20 years. So this isn't like, 
a new walk around okay. the block. We've always kind of been, this has been our relationship literally from the time we met. Was it like a precondition where both of you are like, we're not in a monogamy, we're going to be together, but we want to be with other people? How did this, or did it just organically happen? So the, I guess probably what most people would find interesting or funny is that this was my, this is my thing. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just, I love my husband. He's my partner for my whole life. He's my, he's just great, you know, for me. And I think we can say the same vice versa, but he's not the only person. I don't know. It's just like, ew, I don't know. There's too many people and things happening in the world. And it's not even realistic, just in my opinion, to be a hundred percent monogamous to one person forever, right. ever, I, I, always, I, yes, ever, you know, <laughs> and maybe that's me being childish and maybe things will change later, but this has always been what it is and it works for us. And now the world is closed. So we have to like start dating each other again. Yeah. You're like, well, I'm just with you all the time. Right. Right. Yeah. But yeah, we, it's weird though. And this is going to sound so disgusting. Please dish it up. Yeah. We like felt we, so we got to a point where we were both like, I, before I murder you, we, we need to divorce. Like I hate you. I'm pretty okay. sure. Um, you, I hope you hate me because I'm a monster. Um, and then I don't know what happened. We just started like really dating each other again, accidentally. And like fell super in love again. It's really weird. This all happened during COVID? During COVID, yeah. I also, you know, was pregnant at the start of COVID and had a miscarriage. I'm sorry. And, yeah, oh, I mean, it's fine now. It was, okay. it was horrible, but it's fine cool. now. So yeah, we've, went, we've gone through this weird like roller coaster yeah. of, you know. Well, I feel like at least... Um, and I'm not minimizing, please don't take it as that, but at least stuff happened. You know what I mean? I feel like there's, if you're not, if there's no ex exciting activity or diversity on the outside, at least it's happening inside the home. You know what yeah. I mean? Can you imagine this drone of monotony and routine, if everything was just fine the whole time, it's like, Jesus Christ, what happened during these months? And you're like, well, I'll tell you what happened, a lot. Yeah, nothing's been fine though, because you know, with just our regular day-to-day -day life stuff, Yeah. I mean, you know, because think about it, everyone's trapped in their house with themselves and, yeah. and people that they're closest to, you know what I mean? So think about that for a minute. What, what, what's going to happen if we just stick all these people and whether you love, you know, your family or, or not, or you feel into whatever your feelings are, yeah, yeah you're going to go and you're going to, you're going to feel feelings. It's going to be a lot to deal with. Yes. And, you know, this, I think was a real test for everybody to say, okay, I'm, I'm married to you or I'm with you or whatever. I like you, but I love you, but do I like you? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's what, that was my, the saving grace for my husband and I is that we've always really liked each other. And, yeah. you know, we've been, we were friends for, you know, years first. And then. I think a lot of marriages can sustain themselves into old age with people liking each other, not being in love with each other a lot more than vice versa. Because for... if you're loving without liking, it's that unhealthy love that's usually lust or codependency or narcissism. It's not the real healthy, like, I appreciate, respect this person. It's like, oh, God, I have these feelings for you, but you're such a dick. And it's yeah. a weird kind of dichotomy. Well, we have those feelings, too. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that happens all the time, too. Um, interesting. Well, I like that. Okay, so now you're in, in Virginia, right by the airport. Um, mm -hmm. You're not divorcing your husband. No, I'm going to keep them. Okay. okay. And at what point um, are you able to venture out to be with other people again? Um, so it's been pretty sporadic. Okay. Um, I'm like, I'm not going to say paranoid, but you know, and I'm not a hypochondriac, but you don't want to risk it. 
I don't want to risk it. And every like little twinge, if I get like a tickle in my throat like or <laughs> yeah, or like some weirdness in my eye, I'm like, I have COVID. I, like I probably had COVID in my mind like 36 times. You know what I mean? No, so, I, I've gotten tested three times because I was like, <laughs> okay, Dodger Stadium. And then I go and I get tested. And I'm just like, like, look, bitch, you're congested. You know what I mean? Go blow your nose. You know what I mean? Like, it's so oh, it's. Oh, shit, I'm menstruating. That's what it was. You know what I mean? Oh, my internal organs are bleeding. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's just you with your. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, my bones have turned to liquid. That's the only problem. Duh, my bad. <laughs> you you know. did your, um, your NBC set. So this was obviously a network broadcast, had to be clean, or were you able. Did they give you parameters? Were you able to talk about your life, your, your open marriage, your bisexuality? Or is that like, no, 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 no. You got to keep it like, did they give any guidelines on that? No. So stand up NBC, they just want you to be funny. They want to see who you are as an entertainer and as an act. Um, you know, these are my opinions that I'm giving. You know, I, I'm not sure what, you know, they're necessarily looking for exactly. I think it's different for every person they select. Okay. So but I think, you know, they're looking from an industry perspective, obviously, are you marketable? You know, is your, are you original, um, witty, funny? Can you write, you know, those kind of things with your writing style. So, um, but no, they didn't give us, this wasn't a network. Um, it wasn't on television. It's not like so, last comic standing. It's a different, it's a different No. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. So this is just a competition they hold in okay. five different cities every year. Okay. Um, thousands of comedians come out and audition either in person or, they submit a tape beforehand. Um, there are four rounds. So the first round, you get one minute. Second round, you get two one minutes. Minute? One 60 seconds, girl. 60 oh, seconds. Come on you now. Gotta be funny and 60. <laughs> the age of TikTok. There it is. Well, it's been this. This is, I want, this is the 16th annual. Oh. So it's been this way for 16 years. Okay. And I mean, so long before the, you know, the current age of TikTok. So really, if you can't, and this is pretty much standard, I think. I don't know if other comics will agree, but I think that, you know, there's kind of a rule. You have to make people laugh when you step on stage in 30 seconds. Right. So they're actually giving you another 30 seconds to, you know, be funny and, and grab them quickly and engage. I always um, do those 30 seconds or 60. I never think of that, but I'm just like to get the energy up. You know what I mean? Like to kind of reel them in. Again, I know some comics can come on kind of very dry and have their own shtick, but I guess it's, it really depends, I guess, on the night. But when you're doing the smaller venues, I feel like, you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes you have to just use that for some crowd work, but obviously there's no luxury of that when you're doing one minute of. Girl, no, yeah. you don't have the luck. You, you barely have the luxury of saying your name. Like yes. you really just walk, I'm not even being cheeky, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta walk up, grab the mic and go right into whatever your thing is that you're gonna say. Right. And when you see that light, you know, you better be getting off the stage and wrapping it up. You know what I mean? It's very, it's not Well, like, I love that you won one. I mean, did you find um, a lot of opportunities did stem from that? Well, yeah, you know, a, a lot of things were happening. Um, you know, I also write, so I have pilots and all, I have a lot of stuff, you know, content and awesome. things to, to do and sell and work on. and. Things were going very well. I built my team. So, you know, I have management and a law group and, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. person and, you know, so I have people to kind of help navigate my career, but then, you know, the world shut down and obviously <laughs> my fault. Um, so <laughs> I came back to Centerville to quarantine, you know, with my family Yes. Um, yes. because I, my worry was that they would stop domestic travel and I didn't want to be, you know, indeterminate. Wait. Separate. Yeah, like, I don't know how I'm going to get You don't want to be in Encino when your daughter's like, mom, well, you know, we might be like, we can't breathe. 
And you're like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. So I, ha- I hopped to planning and came home and um, I have yet to leave. And I, I mean, I actually need to go back to LA to go get my belongings because like my stuff. Well, I can there. watch over your belongings if you, if you need me to. I just Thank have, you. yeah, of course. I how does your daughter, you, you, how you said your daughter's 15. So obviously she's kind of aware of the world. She's not a kid. How, does she know about your open uh, relationship with your husband or is she not aware? Like, when do you sit down and have that talk or you just don't have that talk? Um, that's not her business, but she knows everything about me. Um, she knows that too, on some level. She's very smart. Uh, she's an openly gay woman. She's not a 10. So she's, I have no idea how me, my, I'm an idiot. My husband's a jackass. I have no idea how we made the person we made. She's responsible intelligence we're literally literally when the three of us go out my husband and i are like mischievous little kids right and she's like, please take it down a notch 100 percent, all the time she's like you guys <laughs> are so embarrassing i'm gonna need you to calm it down this is inter- your behavior is inappropriate oh my god i love it i love it i love it so yeah um, i i never came out i came out to her though because okay. i you know, started I never talked about my sexuality and my stand-up. And it's weird because it wasn't a thing I was hiding or, you know, that I thought people knew or didn't know. I never understood there was a, I had any sort of responsibility or was supposed to tell people what my sexual allocations or preferences were. Like, it just was never anything on my mind. Always growing up, I dated who I wanted. Sometimes it was a boy, sometimes it was a girl, sometimes it was both. And I never explained that to anyone. It was just kind of like, oh, you know, there goes Frankie. She's such a weirdo, you know what I mean? Or whatever they would say. No, but I love that because it's such a rare thing to have that kind of self-confidence, you know, growing up and not be tortured by, you know what I mean? Just be at peace with yourself. Oh, I was not at peace. I was a nervous wreck about who I was all the right. time. Well, but, but I'm just saying it didn't affect your actions. I think that that's, yeah. as long as you're acting, I think we can never really get rid of the real, the shit that's going on inside <laughs> us. I mean, I'm not 20 anymore and I'm like still talking about stuff in therapy. I talked about 20 years ago. I guess I'm never going to really really, really improve the things that are plaguing me. And I've been talking about that for 20 fucking years. I'm like, you know what, as long as my actions change. So at least, you know, the outward part, maybe that'll affect the inner part, but that's the, the, the hardest thing is really what you do. You know, what you feel comes up and it's like, okay, you know, I it comes and goes. Agree with that for sure. Well, I agree with that for sure. You know, but um, with my daughter, it was a little different when I was like, you know what, I should probably talk about this stuff on stage because it gives a more 360 kind of view of who I am. Yeah. Um, but she comes to a lot of my shows. So I was like, well, it might be jarring for her to find out that her mom, you know, dates women and is married to her father. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Sitting in an audience and I'm on stage. So maybe I should sit her down and talk to her. So I did. And she was literally just like, um, you wanted me to pause my show for this? I don't, mommy, I love you. I don't care. Like that's- I'm watching Outlander. Do you mind? Yeah, that's- funny. Yeah, she's like, are you happy? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, well, okay, great. Get out of my room, bye. Go make dinner. I don't know. Whatever old adult people do. I don't know. You know, so. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah. I love that. So what do you got going on now? Where can people find you and, and all that fun stuff? Yeah. Um, the best place to find me and what's going on, if you're interested in anything I'm doing, yes. I just go to my Insta page. That's probably the best. Okay. My website, I have a website um, and you can go there and like, you want to read my pilot or you know whatever read you know see pictures or whatever you can go there and kind of tool around and watch my stand up and have little things there um and like photo galleries if you're interested in that kind of thing but to do find you have out really- one minute set on there because i want to see your one minute set 
Um, my one minute is really short. It's literally my opener was, um, I don't have, I have, well, I have the opening one minute cause I have okay. my NBC okay. stand up there, but the opening line was, um, uh, I recently, uh, found out that I was 25% Irish, which I thought was weird. Then I remembered I got my, uh, DNA done at 23 and me too. Um, so that was my opener and, <laughs> And it's a slave joke wrapped in a DNA joke, right? You know, so. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Right. So it's literally like in the first minute I got them to laugh and then I can't remember the rest of the stuff. Don't but yeah, you'll see my, that first minute of that video was my audition. Okay. I love that. Um, well, Frankie, thank you for, for coming on to my little festive variety hour. Not a problem. Thank uh, you for having me. Hold on one second. Yeah. I just wanted to say goodbye to you. Thank you so much, Iris. This was oh, fantastic. Thank you. And those lips are to die for, I got to tell you. Just I don't know what to tell you. You, you this is, I was born with it. It's not Maybelline. Okay, you have a great time with Mr. Broussard. He's a scientist. Tell Thank him you. I said hello. I will. It's a fantastic show. Thank you, Felicia Madison. You all have a lovely day. Ishka Bibble out. Thank you so much, Frankie French and Ishka Bibble. Thank you. Um, I hope everyone's still having a festive time. Uh, maybe you're eating, maybe you're on the loo at this juncture. Um, I'm still here. I'm very excited to bring up my next comic. Lovely man who actually did my show at Stand Up New York about a year ago when I was doing my live uh, x-ray podcasts with Raylan Casper White, my alter ego with a mullet. Definitely go to www.xraepod.com. Please go there. Um, and you can check out Raylan with all her episodes. And I'd love to bring Matthew on. I know he's here. Let's bring him on. Um, I am starving, by the way. I had a half a pint of, hello. <laughs> hello, I mean, am I off mute? Hello. How are you? As you can see, I'm here in my apartment. I'm definitely I not on the street. You. You're on your sidewalk of Manhattan. And you got yeah. the, the dangling mask. You got the one got ear the dangling mask. thing. Yeah. The one ear mask, it's like the one strap backpack. It's all the kids fashion these days. <laughs> How are you doing? Frankie was so funny. That 23 and Me Too joke was really it's slick. Brilliant. I really like that joke. You, yeah. gotta, you know, I, like I said, I've never done these competitions, so I can't imagine the pressure of doing a one minute bit of like, you got to give in one oh. minute. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like what? Because then you feel like you're trying to force, but when it comes in organically like that, it's brilliant. And I'm also a very not likable comedian. It takes about four minutes to warm up to me. So <laughs> they're like, who's this <laughs> asshole? You're like, well, yeah, exactly. Um, have <laughs> you ever like done those competitions? Those like networky or like Montreal? No, I've never done. What? Okay. Well, I've done I've done like five minute showcase sets uh, plenty of times, but never, never shorter than five. Five's enough to really do some work. I feel some people complain about five. I'm like, you can you can paint a picture in five minutes, yeah, get a bunch of tags. Yeah. Yeah. You can. But America's Got Talent asks for like a ninety second clip and. Even if I could come up with something, it would feel very sticky. You know what yeah, I mean? It'd be like, like, that it'd be like a ham-fisted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm this guy, but also this guy? Wow. <laughs> Stay tuned for more. You know, yeah, like, yeah, there's Jewish? more in store. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's a teaser trailer, yeah. You have Next fantastic time. hair, Matthew. Can I just say? Thank your you so hair much. is unbelievable. Look at that. I, I want I to run my fingers through it. Is that a Me Too moment? I really do, though. It's like... Oh, I'd love it. I'd pretend to not like it, but I'd like it. It's, yeah. It feels so good. A lot of people Thank have you. erogenous zones on their scalp. I mean, certain, like it really can get, when you get your hair shampooed, like at the thing that that's, that's not, you know, it's, it can be intense. 
isn't it weird when you lay your the, the, the fragility of laying your head back and letting the barber or hairdresser yes. wash your hair? Yeah. I feel like a baby. I feel like I get this like these flashbacks to being an infant. You know what I mean? Of like my life is in your hands. Please be I can literally crack your neck on that sink. And usually I think they're getting better, but usually and I've cut my own hair for years now because I'm just I don't want to deal with wow. Um, I know, but I just did it yesterday, and that's why this side is like 17 inches longer than that. But the sink is always so painful, like the cold. Yeah. I'm like, and now they started putting padding, but you're literally like arched, you know, and it hurts. And, and yeah, I'm like, does it's it... supposed to be pleasurable, and I'm arching my neck, and I don't know. It's bad design. It's like someone's going to karate chop your neck, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's so yeah. scary. Because it always like a mafia yeah. movie, right? There's always like the guys yeah. who show up and be like, hey, yeah. Sweeney Todd you in your most vulnerable moment. Yeah. Well, you men, you really have the blade, right? When they're doing that. Like when my when I traveled through India years ago, all these guys that I was backpacking with would always go to the, the guys that were literally with the machete, like, you know, shave oh. them huge blades. And I'm like, oh man. They do the back of my neck with that. I've never done a flat blade shave on my face. It's it looks scary. It looks scary. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know about Supposedly that. it's really good though. Um, it, makes, it would make me feel rugged. How to <laughs> do like, it, but I don't. It's like stick shit for your face. Now you are, where are you at in the city? What am I looking at? Right now you're looking at 11th Street. I was doing a park show. Oh, okay. Uh, 11th, over here like and got a little late. 11th and A? I don't know. I just rolled up on my bike. Okay. But you're like no, East Village, think, not West Village, East Village. Um, I think it's more central. I want to say like between 3rd and 4th Avenue. I'm at 11th Street Community Garden. Okay. Which okay. is a park I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Where and are you? For Stand Up New York or what? This was just to put on by, there's a lot of um, pop-up outdoor shows. I did a Stand Up New York show earlier tonight as well. They okay. run most shows in New York. It's but a lot of people I'm so happy shows. for that. What do you think about that whole James Altucher Seinfeld debacle? Did you see Chris Italia jump in on it too, the owner of the stand? No. He came he, back with it. Who was he defending? Was he defending James or, or Jerry? He attacked what James was saying and attacked him fairly personally. And I feel like everyone's just being hyperbolic to get a rise. Oh, oh. God, there's a puppy in front of me who's putting on a show. One sec. Okay. Nah. Oh, got to flip this. <laughs> uh, oh, can you see? Oh. Oh, there it is. There's the genitalia. Okay, there we go. <laughs> it's a boy. All right. <laughs> right to your crotch. Yeah. Um, yep. um, yeah so um, Chris put out something very strongly criticizing James and his uh, attacked his comedy. Called him an, an open micer who bought his way into comedy. It's like, oh guys, God. you're all just seeking out attention at this point. You're all wrong. I don't. It's just a. I just don't know why these attacks grab. were so personal. Like I've met James a handful <laughs> of times. He's very nice, smart. Again, I I don't. I didn't know if he's liked or not liked, but I just felt like Jerry's attack was so personal. And I was like, why yeah. are you taking such offense? And again, people had valid points that the guy lives in a mansion, like he's completely isolated. We're talking about two billionaires, I, but it's like, well, you can without attacking so personally. Like, why do you have to, you know, call him a putz? Just say, I don't, you know, New York's a lot. Like, I don't know. It just felt like they're in this, and the stand guy too, why are they so personal? It's, it's a great way to get attention. It's kayfabe is what they call it. It's just, uh, you know, yeah. create a, a East Coast, West Coast beef and it draws attention and people are much more drawn to conflict. It's funny because it's like, James is like, oh, New York is dead. And Jerry and Chris are like, New York is not dead. It's like, how about New York is, you know, experienced a 10 to 15% contraction and will continue on, but at a slightly diminished rate. How come yeah. no one has that take? 
How come it has to be one extreme or the other? It's everywhere. It's social media. It's politics. You don't have to take fully one side or the other. There are gradations. Yes, it's a spectrum, right. as they say. And it drives me crazy. Well, it's also like, again, you do the, the clickbait, New York is dead as, as a headline, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, fine. But then, yeah. And then everyone's like, well, you're a dick and you're a putz and you bought your way to come. You're like, okay, how about like, I just respectfully disagree, James. And I think right. New York has a life to itself. You know what I mean? It's like, the fact is the shitload is closing. A lot of people did leave and it is sad. And a lot of restaurants are closing and it's, it's sad. I mean, I hope it comes back. It's like, it's not, a, not a complaint. It's, It'll it's, be fine. It's not going to be a smoldering crater. Yeah. Uh, it's how much it comes back. I also personally feel um, I would love the globalization of certain industries. I resent for one, only being able to live in LA or New York for what I do. And I would love, if Atlanta picked up a little bit more steam in the film world or something like that. Right. It's not a bad thing. You know when you mean? moved to Atlanta, where did you grow up? I grew up in Atlanta, actually. Oh, there um, you go. And uh, different parts of Texas. <laughs> okay. Great film scene there. Um, I could live in Atlanta. Yeah. I've never been yeah, to Atlanta. I loved Savannah. Oh. I fell in love with Savannah. That place is magic to me. Never been, but it sounds mad. Yeah, it sounds it, beautiful. Just, I bet if I could live there, I'd probably be like, I'm the salty New Yorker being rude to everybody you know what I mean I'd fall into that role even though I'm not you know I'm a New Yorker but I'm not like rude but I'd kind of take that on um, yeah but growing up in the south and I've been here for a couple of years now when I come back I do feel really rude and and, and abrupt. I just got back from Alaska Ooh, you want to talk about the sweetest people in the world we yeah. just went for all my girlfriend was between jobs she just oh. had a week off oh my and God. I, I have all my time off as yeah. a, a non-working comedian I, I was free to go we have antibodies so we got the test so you have to take a test. Sick. You both had it. We both had it, yeah. Oh, how delightful. I'm so jealous. Were you like ill, ill, or were you like, I'm mild, no. but now I have the antibodies? She had basically nothing. I had a very mild case, never had a fever, never had any throat, nose, taste stuff, just was tired and sore for a couple of days. I had the flu in February, and I, I, I would have bet my life that it was, was COVID, and then I actually got it. And it was much milder than the flu in my case. And obviously, it's different for every person, and I won't yeah, yeah, speak. Yeah universally but it was a uh, it was easy to get through and about half my friend group has tested positive for antibodies in in, in manhattan and in brooklyn it's in, in new york it's almost impossible to really avoid oh my i'm so know? jealous dude i'm in la and it's like you know mm -hmm. it's it's such a you don't know what it, how it's gonna hit you you know and i'm glad you have the antibodies because yeah. apparently people that have it very mild don't necessarily produce the antibodies so i'm glad that you did because right. it's not a given but I don't know what, how it's going to hit me. So you're just living in this constant like fear zone of, am I going to, cause I had a friend who's 42, she ended up in the ICU. You know what I mean? Like uh, for like two, three weeks. So it's like, so you had right. it, you, you did it. And now you're like, yeah, we're good to go. At least for a while, yeah. you know? They say, they say reinfection. It's, it's very uncommon. There's yeah. been like two proven cases. Yeah, My yeah. whole thing was, I was afraid of giving it to someone. That was way scarier to me. I'm, I'm 32. I've, I've been very lucky with my health and my, my whole philosophy of if COVID gets me good for COVID, you know what I mean? If, if it's a horrible way to look at it, it was just they like, I just don't want to be responsible. Yeah. I just, I don't want to be responsible for giving it to an old person or to my mom or something. I know, I mean, exactly. Be, no, you're right. I couldn't, that's, that's I couldn't live with that. And that's, you know, it's both, both are very valid concerns because we still don't know how it affects any individual, but um, yeah, the freedom well, of antibodies. Minute. Oh my God. <laughs> So you got on a plane and you're just like, whatever, we're good. You're just breathing and you're like, well, Alaska makes you test negative within three days of the flight. Okay. So we had to go pay a hundred bucks for an instant test. Okay. 
And um, I also got tested at Dave Chappelle's. We drove to Ohio to see the Dave Chappelle show. And I ended up being, you know, uh, asked to do a spot, uh, which was- Well, that's amazing. Really cool, very lucky. It was not like a regular thing. I'm not gonna like play it off casually. Did you know him and went up to- No, but I knew someone who knew him. Okay. And I went out for coffee with that person and Dave happened to be there. And we talked to Dave for a while. Dave was like, hey man, if you want to do a spot tonight, you got to go get tested. And he has this little thing set up where you can just go get tested in 15 minutes. And anyone anyone who goes backstage at the show has to test negative, so. We'd already tested negative at that point, but it was it was cool doing it. Wow, like, like the, on the his White property, House like in his farm or something. This is in no, he set up a little shed in uh, Yellow Springs, but I, I think he secretly owns most of Yellow Springs. Probably, Ohio. Is he a nice yeah. guy. I'd probably be very intimidated by him. He, you can't be. That's the thing about him. He's everything he leads on. He's that when you meet him, it feels like the guy you already know from television, from oh, stand up. Yeah. He's so cool. I get, I get. I mean, his stand-up's amazing, but I think he's just such an impressive person. Yeah, as well. and then his latest set his, yeah. about was so powerful too. Yeah, his ability was... to combine because I don't agree. Like, I never liked the trans stuff, or when he gets to stuff that he says it's controversial. Sometimes it mm-hmm. feels like he loses me a little bit. I think he's a brilliant comic, mm-hmm. but sometimes it feels like, okay, dude, now you're feeling being contrarian, but without any back, like you know. But this last thing he did was just like it blew me away. It was, it was powerful, and it it. He also, I mean, as a result of saying some of those contrarian things, has a fairly conservative crowd already. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. got to hear his 846 thing, which is, it spoke to people who needed to hear it, not no, just people right. who already agree with him. No, he's and brilliant I, I was like very that. Happy you're right. That. He has a broad base and it's not, yeah, mm-hmm. he's not preaching to the choir all the time. So you're right. Yeah. He offends yeah, both so, sides I mean, equally. So I guess that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's a good way to be. Um, amazing. So what do you got going on? So Alaska was good. Your girlfriend's between jobs. At least she has a job or can get the right. job. Um, what does she yes. do? She works in cybersecurity, uh, oh. which is a very safe industry right now. Uh, she upgraded job. I mean, upgraded. That's disrespectful to her previous company. She switched within the industry to a field she found a little more interesting, and uh, she's been doing great. She's been doing comedy for about a year now. Really? Uh, she started a year ago. We've been dating for four years. She started a year ago. She had a little bit of, actually, a lot of bit of an improv background. And uh, we, st- we started doing comedy. It's been uh, weird. We started a podcast oh, about her doing- Oh, you just don't do too much together. And then you're going to be like sick of each other already. We're codependent. We're like what Frankie- Okay, then you're really, fine. We, okay, just, then you're fine. we just, yeah, we don't, we don't split apart. <laughs> well, I love that. Wait till you have kids then. That's great. Then you're never going to- Oh, fun. love in the quarantine. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We, we, yeah. We, it's been nice getting out. New York is kind of reopening in a wonderful way. Uh, people are picnicking like crazy. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, I'm missing New so York. Many... It's been the longest I don't think I've ever been in New York. It's been six, I was there in January for a gig and I haven't been back since. And it's like, it's like a pain in my chest. Like I miss it. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I don't miss LA. What's that? I don't miss LA. Yeah, I'm happy being here. I mean, I moved here in August. You know, I was in New York and then I moved back here in like a year ago. Um, mm. And I'm happy I was here during the brunt of the pandemic because it's like, you know, it wasn't bad here and I have a house and, you know, and I went to Yosemite and I traveled a lot and I could drive, you know, oh. and I didn't envy people in New yeah. York that were like when the shit was really hitting the fan and it was winter and people were like losing their mind. And I used to live in a 500 square foot apartment, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. having that space. But now that New York's opening up, I'm like, oh, we're still stuck here. 5,000 new cases a day. Nothing's shooting. Great. You know, so I'm just yeah. like, yeah, 
beautiful outside, but yeah, nothing else going on. <laughs> what part of LA are you in? I'm in Los Feliz. I oh, nice. It. Really? No, I, love it. I love it. I mean, I do. I love it. And I, you know, as long as you have a friend with a pool, that's my rule. You need uh, to have one friend with a pool and then life is just, it's like having a washing machine in New York. Like the minute I had a washing machine in my apartment, uh, I felt like I, I was an adult again. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like having a helipad is, is what I compare it to. Washer yes. dryer. You show people pictures of it like it's your kids. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, when I first moved back to New York, it's like me and my son and the laundry was in the basement. And it was me and a bunch of NYU students. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm spending like thousand dollars a month and I gotta go to the basement where I can hear mice and find quarters and buy tokens. I'm like, what am I in college again? It was so depressing. And then the next year when I got the washer dryer, I literally had an orgasm. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. It was a moment. It was a moment. Um, yeah. Okay, so where- One day I'll miss LA. You, well, you should. Back. I mean, look, LA's I'm great. I'm not tired of New York yet, yeah. No, okay. well, you just moved there four years ago. So I hear you. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, and you may move to Atlanta. You'll see if the film industry kicks up a, a notch. That'd be really Back cool. Atlanta. Um, so where can people find you? Your Instagram is, was it Monday Punday? What is it again? Yeah, Monday Punday on Instagram and Twitter, and I guess TikTok. I have a website called mondaypunday.com. Every Monday I post a visual pun puzzle that I draw. Oh. Actually, I'm, I'm taking a break right now, but if you're just seeing it, there's hundreds to catch up on. So if okay. you like little mind games, that's oh, where I the name that. derives from. Are you like a and, brainiac? Uh, have you always been a brainiac? I like puzzles. You like puzzles? Oh, right I don't on. know if I give it a brainiac. I like, yeah. Right on. I like right little on. mind games, yeah. Um, oh, we have our musician here. Scott Bravo is joining us. Oh, you can see yes, me? Scott. Yeah, I, I'll get a, I'm gonna, you can stay on, just look pretty. Um, yeah, just you know, caress your guitar, look sensual. Um, thank you, Matthew, for, for coming on. And thank you so much for having me. Uh, when are you gonna? When can I see your sets? Like, are you doing any live uh, Zoom sets, or are you just doing outdoor shows now? Not much Zoom on the calendar, sadly. But okay. uh, got some stuff on YouTube if anyone wants to watch my stand up. Okay, good, good. Well, I'm happy that you're doing outdoor shows again. I'm jealous and I'm happy at the same time. Well, I, I'm happy your friend has a pool. So, yeah. <laughs> please hit me up when you come to LA. Will do. Um, Let me know when you're back here. All right, Matthew Broussard. Thank you. Have a lovely rest of your evening. Thank you, you too. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hello, Scott Danger Bravo. Hey, what's going on? Guest of this evening. I'm happy to find us again. Thank you for the, uh, the musical button to our festive show. I wanted <laughs> to let everybody know if you're enjoying mm -hmm. the show, um, please, please, please uh, Venmo me so I can share Moolah with the comics. As you know, it's a hard time for the comics and the musicians. Um, and I will share everything equally. Um, before I bring Scott on, and I'm just gonna let you play, and then I'll come on and, and say goodnight. Um, okay. I wanted to thank uh, Westside Comedy Club and Felicia Madison for uh, co-producing this with me. Um, Westside Comedy Club also does outdoor shows, so go to their uh, website and Facebook page and check out where those are happening. And please um, you know, follow me on Instagram, which is at iris.bahr. Follow me there, lots of fun videos and other festivities and Instagram lives. Tomorrow I'm going live with Mark Ivanir, brilliant, brilliant actor, Russian actor, who's on the new Netflix show Away. But you have seen this guy on a million different fucking things. So that's on Instagram. I think it's at noon, maybe noon, maybe 11. I don't know, look at my Instagram. And I'd like to introduce, now thank you to my comics, Dwayne Perkins, Frankie French, Matthew Broussard. And I'd like to introduce Scott Bravo, take it away, Scott. Well, I, I wanted to say a couple of things first. Please, please. Number one, 
Savannah, Georgia, also yeah. one of my favorite places. I was there for five minutes and I said, this is heaven. It's like a painting. It's, it's a painting. Not only, you can walk around with booze. Yeah. <laughs> That's sold. Sold. <laughs> and also about the erogenous zones. Uh, when I was a kid, we used to do lice checks up in my, I grew up in a really like rednecky school. I don't okay. know if you do it in the city. I used to love it when they would run the comb through my, oh, it was the best. Getting chills down your spine. That comb uh, I was like, check again, check again. Did you have long hair? Um, I had longish hair. I don't know how I, can I see you? Can you turn your phone so maybe I get a fuller picture? Because right now I get the, um, can you go landscape and see if we get a more of you? fuller picture. Okay, hang on a minute. Let's I don't know see. if you shift it or is it? Did that work? No, no? I, thought, I just thought if you would do horizontal versus vertical, but don't worry about it if not. Whoa, yes, thank you. Much better. There I am I am at my best horizontal. I can imagine. I'm going to stop my video. I'm going to give you the spotlight, and then I'll come back on um, in about 10 to 12 to 12 and a half minutes to 13 minutes to 14. And, oh, so um, do a couple songs then? Yeah, do a couple songs. Here we go. God, bravo, everybody.
Juice. It's a song about uh, doing what makes you happy all the time. This song is called Virgo's Burger.
don't know what that's called. Beautiful. No, that was beautiful. <laughs> it just came to me. <laughs> it's really magical. I mean, I, I love it. I, 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 I thought for a minute, my God, I wish I was there in person because it sounds great, but I can't imagine, you know, it's that live, especially with acoustic guitar, it's like such a different world when you're, when you're well, there. Well, oh, you're in LA. I was going to say, I do Sunday open mics at Bar 9. Oh, wow. Uh, Bar 9. Oh. You're in LA, so... You got to drive cross country and do one here, just right here in, in my neighborhood. So I don't have to drive far. Just like, you know. <laughs> do, you, do you like it out there? I do like it. I do like it. You know, the, you start liking it when you stop comparing. I think that that disease of the compare despair, you know, oh, people in the streets and life and culture, you know, and it's like, you got to really take, it's like, it's like boyfriends, right? You're like, let's not compare to the, you know, let's not remember the grasses. You're like, what does this place have to offer? And what, you know, and what can it give to me? LA is, um, LA is challenging for many people because it's a constant uh, mirror. Your attention is always on yourself because there's not a lot of outside stimuli. So in New York, you can, your whole life can go by without a lot of introspection because you're just out. You're like encountered with people. It's like that, you know what I mean? That stimulation overload and you're just right. out, you're moving and you're moving and you're not stopping. And then suddenly you're like 70 and you're like, what? But here, where it's like the streets are empty and, you know, and you're just kind of like, and you're in your car, you're like, I'm with myself and here I am on the street and, you know, and oh God, it's post-apocalyptic and I'm driving four hours to see someone for seven minutes. So it can bring up a lot of shit that you have to deal with, which is why they joke about the cliche of mindfulness and everybody's doing their spiritual practice. Otherwise, you're going to lose your mind. That's all. That's my two You'd think it would be the opposite. You'd think. You'd think. You'd think that New York would be like that. Yeah, well, no, I think people do too. But New York, you have to be working 24-7 to pay your rent. And here, right. a lot of people can coast. You can have a perfectly fine little house even with a parking spot and not work for seven months because there's enough space. You can't do that in New York unless you're living, you know, I don't know. I don't even know where you can do that. It's like at the end of Staten Island. You have to build a time machine and go back to 1990. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, I miss parking lots. That's what I miss from upstate New York. You, you take it for granted, and then you come down here, and you're like, or my friends would be like, hey, if I come to New York, can we go to Brooklyn? I'm like, Brooklyn's a three-hour train ride. Like, I know in your head, you think, oh, it's just over there, but <laughs> we're not going to Brooklyn. You uh, go to Brooklyn. Upstate. Um, maybe I'll drive cross-country. I'm debating. I kind of want to get to New York, and we'll see. I've never gone cross-country, so maybe it's time. It's a good, it's a good drive. You take, you take 80, I think 80 across? Or, yeah, that's uh, what my friend said. Yeah, 80. 66? Okay, maybe I'll do that. Um, 40, I think it is. Avoid, avoid the states I need to avoid. Maybe, maybe go a little further north. <laughs> go, go through Canada and then go back down. I don't know. Um, play one more song for us, Mr. Okay. And I want to tell people where they can find you and when you have next shows. Do you want to tell me where your next show is? Um, like I said, I do the open mics um, at Bar 9. I don't know if I'm going to do it this week. Um, I, I try to keep my health. Um, I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm very, I'm not sure we're over it yet. So I want to, I understand. I've been out a little too much. Um, but you can find me on Instagram at the Scott Bravo. I do a lot of stuff, uh, there and on my Facebook page, uh, Scott D Bravo music. Okay. I like um, to use different names for all my yeah, shows. I do that too. It's confusing to people. Sometimes there's a period, sometimes there's not, sometimes it's like a whole other thing. Uh, Underscore capital letter. So I'm going to let you play one more song. And when you're done, I'm just going to, I'm going to wrap it up. So thank okay. you so much for joining us. You're going to be my regular music guy. I love you. So That's great. thank you Anytime. so much and enjoy Scott Bravo. Thanks. All right. This song is called Waiting for Planet X. And I wrote it a few years ago in 2012 when I thought the world was going to end. 
And I know some people think the world's going to end now, but it's not ending. It's changing. So keep that in mind. No, it's not over. It's going to be different. We'll get back to normal. So waiting for Planet X. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.